Welcome to Nutrition Grad Guide. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I created this podcast to help nutrition grads just like you navigate your way into a career and a life that you love. In each episode, I'm going to bring you interviews with experts in the nutrition and health field, exploring a range of different career pathways. We'll learn about what they do, how they got there, and their advice to help you grow a successful career as a nutritionist or a natural health professional. Thank you for tuning in. Today's guest on the podcast is Millie Padula, who I'm so excited to have here. Um, she's the face behind Dietitian Edition and a qualified dietitian and doing amazing things in the industry. So thank you so much for joining me, Millie. Can't wait to dive into everything that you have to offer today. My pleasure, Shana. Thank you for having me. And I think I just mentioned to you before, this is my first podcast experience. So excuse me if I'm a little rusty, but super excited to be here chatting with you. Yeah, it makes it even more exciting. It's great to have you here. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure. So to get into it, let's talk a little bit about how you got started in the industry and what, um, how your love for nutrition came about. Yeah, of course. So I think my love for food generated from my upbringing and my family environment. So home cooked meals and food was always central to um, to my life. So to give you a little bit of a background, my dad's Italian, so you can imagine the type of food that we would eat and it was all about fresh produce and home-cooked meals so that definitely sparked yeah a bit of an interest for me and mum's always been really into cooking as well so we'd come home from school and there'd be you know fresh cookies or homemade soup and all those beautiful things so grew up around food essentially yeah um on top of that, my parents have owned restaurants for about 40 years. So it was sort of inevitable that I was going to end up doing something with food. Um, but I actually started in an exercise and sports science degree, which is funny because now I'm, you know, couldn't be any sort of further from that um, field of work as such. And when I was doing that degree, it wasn't for me. I couldn't see myself working in that field long-term. So I swapped over to nutrition and food science about six months down the track. And then I went on to study the masters of dietetics all at Deakin University. So it's been a bit of a journey to get where I am today, but definitely worth it. Yeah. Amazing. And when you were studying, did you sort of have an idea of what you wanted to do or were you sort of just going in knowing you had a love of food and seeing what was going to come from that? Yeah, definitely. Just, you know, I, I didn't really have any plans or anywhere where I thought oh, I'd love to be doing that. I always um, remember like watching sunrise and seeing the, you know, the nutritionist and the dietitians talking about all the different types of breads and, you know, cereals. And I thought, oh, that'd be cool to do long-term. But I think back when I was studying, it, it wasn't that long ago, but the media side of dietetics and the creative side wasn't as prominent as it is now. It was more that clinical hospital side and that's sort of what they drill into you at uni is if you don't get a clinical job, it, it is hard to to find your feet in other parts of the industry. So I was prepared to work in a hospital and I eventually, that's what I ended up doing initially, but I would have always loved to do something creative and, and that's where I am now. So it's sort of nice that I've been able to work towards getting there. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about that first job out of uni and working in a hospital setting. What was that like? Yeah, sure. So the company that I worked for, I was I was really grateful to get this role. So we did um, part-time work in the hospital, part-time work in private practice, and then work in the community as well. Yeah. So I was spread across nearly all parts of dietetics, which was 
great for me to use those skills that I'd learned at uni. But the hospitals I worked at, they were very small, community-based sort of hospitals. So I'm based down on the Mornington Peninsula in Melbourne, which is, I mean, it's not rural, but it's definitely not, you know, as metro as some of the big cities sorry, some of the big hospitals in the city. So I loved it, but I just felt like I'd sort of met my capacity in that role. Um, And the hospitals were great. And I loved, I love working with the elderly. I think they're the most, you know, beautiful group of clients, but Mm -hmm. I think there's only so much you can help someone in the hospital. And, you know, I'm super um, big on like job satisfaction and, and feeling good at the end of the day and feeling like you've achieved something and, and grown as a practitioner and that yeah. was starting to yeah I wasn't starting to to get those results so that's why I yeah moved on to something else yeah so when you say you moved on to something else did you move into another position or did you start working more in your business or tell us a little bit about that evolution a, a little bit of both and to be honest it hasn't been all smooth sailing up to this point as glamorous as my life and a lot of people's life look on Instagram it's not all like that so I um, left that role in the hospital and in the private practice and actually started working in retail I was feeling a little bit lost at the time and I approached um, a a beautiful little boutique down where I live and I just said you know I'm I know I'm a dietitian but I'd love some work just to give me some thinking space and give me some time to find out what I really wanted to do in the dietitian field, um, but still have some income as well. And I think that's really important that if you do have to take a step away from nutrition or dietetics or whatever it is that you're doing, it it doesn't mean you failed. It just means you're hitting the refresh button and, and that's all okay. Yeah. So during that, yeah, during that time, I was starting to work on my own business and build up my Instagram and create recipes and um, become a little bit more present on social media, build up my website, all of those, you know, fun things that they tell you you have to do to start a business. But I think I became a little bit complacent because I was getting my income from, I was getting an income from my retail job and I wasn't as motivated to sort of push my own business as such. Um, But that definitely changed when Corona came along and I was forced (laughs) to really um, push myself and and work on my own business. So, yeah, yeah, it's been a bit of a blessing in disguise for me. Yeah, well, that's good. Silver lining. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All about the positives. (laughs) Yeah. So now are you focusing fully on your business for the time being? I am, yeah. So... I've, all my work has moved online, which is, you know, excellent. It's, it's sort of had to as well. Yeah. So I still see clients um, privately, usually over the phone or over Zoom. And then I do some ambassador roles and brand collaborations, recipe developing, all of those sorts of things. So, yeah, that's where I'm at at the, at the moment. Yeah, amazing. Let's talk a little bit about each of those aspects because there's so many things that go into all of those and I'd love to hear more about each of them. Um, So let's start with the clinical side. How did you build up your customer base and how do you go about, um, yeah, developing more of a profile and getting those customers in? Yeah, it's been a little bit different to what I've known in the past. When I was working privately in a clinic, it was all about um, not sucking up to the GPs, but, you know, pushing your services onto um, local GPs and 
doing things like doctor's lunches and advocating your services and, you know, going that much more traditional way about it. But now I'm really lucky that I have a following on, on Instagram because that's where all my clients come from at the moment. Fantastic. You see a lot of dietitians or nutritionists working in the field of, you know, women's fertility or gut health or weight loss or, um, non-diet approach there's lots of people doing amazing things but for me I I found I wasn't super I loved all of them but I didn't want to just focus on one particular area so I do find it a little bit hard to market and advertise for my perfect client as such yeah but I think for me I've gone down more that practical sort of culinary side of nutrition and I love talking to clients about cooking and recipes and what they can do every single day to make themselves healthier and make their life easier. So I think that's my niche, even though it's not as much a niche as, um, or a traditional niche, it's what I'm super passionate about. And I think it is still a point of difference to yeah. an extent. And such an important place to come from as well, because that's something they're doing every day. Um, we have to exactly. eat three meals a day. So the more we can help people have healthy, balanced meals that they're going to enjoy and they're going to stick with, the better it's going to be. For their health yeah yeah exactly yeah amazing um and so you obviously are very passionate about recipe development and all of that side of things so tell us a little bit about that aspect of your business where did that passion come from yeah that's something that's sort of been quite new to me I mean I would always post recipes on my Instagram um just for fun and for the love of it but now I'm actually turning that into work or or paid income which is really exciting and so as I mentioned before I've always grown up around you know home-cooked meals and um you know a love for cooking from my parents but I moved out of home about three years ago now so I was forced to you know shop for my own food and do my own cooking and that's where I really found my passion for yeah developing healthy recipes and um yeah, making nutritious meals and being creative. I'm such a creative soul, um, yeah. which is funny because nutrition is a, sti- a science or a study yeah. of science. <laughs> um, my second like preferences at uni were actually design and like graphics and interior. So I love sort of being able to combine the two. And I feel like you can do that through recipes. And um, I love even the taking photos aspect of that and styling it, making it look beautiful, yeah. editing photos. And um, I'm very picky with my Instagram and making it look, you know, I know it's not, not all about the aesthetics, but I do like making things look nice. And yeah, yeah that's just my personality shining through, I guess, through yeah. my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it's also beautifully curated. You do an amazing job with it. Thank you. It's very time consuming, but I, I love it. It doesn't seem like a chore to me yet, which I think is a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a hobby that in turn exactly. works in business. Yeah, that's exactly how I see it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and speaking of your Instagram, actually, you do some really beautiful graphics. Do you do those all yourself? And tell us a little bit about how you do those for anyone else who does want to start providing more informational infographic style posts. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I do them all myself. I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to my Instagram. Um, But I just create those on Canva, which I'm sure most people are familiar with. I do pay for the Canva Pro, which I found has been one of the best decisions I've made. It it is a little bit of an investment up front, but once you've got all the tools and resources that they can offer, it makes... um, 
like your branding and creating that sort of um, consistent aesthetic and colours so much easier. Yeah. So I, I don't plan any of it though, and that's probably something I should get a little bit better at. But as soon as I have an idea, I just jump on Canva and off I go. But I guess that keeps it, you know, authentic and yeah, um, unique. And it's literally, you know, if I've posted something, that's what I've thought of in the last half an hour. So yeah, yeah, it can be timely. But like I said before, for me, design and creating is a passion. So. Um, but yeah, Canva is definitely worth getting, even if you don't buy the pro version, the, um, the standard is yeah, really helpful. Yeah. I second that. It's such a good tool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, good on you. And that's great how you said you sort of come up with those ideas on the spot and act on them straight away. Cause that's fantastic to be able to come up with something and then go and do it rather than sit on it and think about it and then never get around to sharing it. I think that's such a great trait and skill to have. Yeah. And you can, you know, sometimes ideas pop into your head and you're like, Oh, I'll get to that later. And then you never get to it. So I'm sort of a person that if it comes to me, I have to act then and there, otherwise it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And that's good advice for everyone else too. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, and you spoke a little bit about how you're now doing some ambassador roles. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. So my main ambassador role is with Koja Health, which um, you may be familiar with. They have a range of different health food products in Coles, um, all Coles, I think, and some Richie's and health food stores as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's actually quite a funny backstory and I won't spend too long harping on about this, but I ran a workshop late last year, I think it was, called What Do I Eat? Yeah. And I was looking for some sponsors and people to, or brands to provide me with products that I could put in goodie bags to give to um, my audience, I guess. And I reached out to Koja and said, you know, would you mind sending me um, some bars? You know, I'll be, I'll make sure that I promote your brand and all of those sorts of things. So um, they agreed to that, sent me some products. And at the start of sort of everything happening with coronavirus, I had an email from their founder and she said, um, you know, hey, Millie, I'm looking for some dietitians, nutritionists or health professionals in general to jump on board, um, add a little bit of credibility to the brand, create some resources, recipes, blog posts, all of those fun content creating activities. Yeah. And then we found out that we've been on like family holidays together, this girl and I, and like we'd known each other when we were like three or four years old and our dads used to own like a business together. So there was a family connection there, but that's not actually how the relationship between myself and the business started. So yeah, yeah, it's sort of nice to um, work with people that you're familiar with or um, yeah, people that you've known. So now it is just, yeah, creating content for them. And I actually did some filming with them yesterday, which was really fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's sort of my main ambassador role. And then I do do a few, um, you know, sponsored posts with brands here and there, if that's, if their product is something that I would advocate or, or that I enjoy, um, then I'm happy to do those sorts of things here and there as well. Yeah. Oh, well, that's brilliant. And do those brands approach you or do you go out and look for some as well? Most have approached. I haven't, um, 
necessarily looked for those sorts of roles for sponsorship roles because I am mindful that I don't want to be just an advertising page on Instagram and I want to still retain my credibility and authenticity and I I want people to be able to trust me rather than just yeah rather than me just look like a promotion promotional girl (laughs) promo girl um, but I think it's totally fine to go and approach brands as well it's something that I've thought about doing and I've created a media kit as well which um could be useful for some up and coming nutritionists and dietitians to potentially think about it's um as well so yeah that's um something that I could potentially send to brands and you know say I'm a dietitian this is what I can offer you um because sometimes they're not aware of what you can do for them and it's just you know as simple as sending an email saying this is what I can do here's my media kit this is what my interaction and my engagement's like um sometimes you'll be lucky sometimes you won't I've been rejected a lot of times and I think you said in one of your podcasts rejection is just redirection and I love that knock down get knocked down seven times stand up eight or whatever the saying is yeah so I think um yeah don't be ashamed to go and get the work because it's not always going to come to you yeah yeah that's brilliant advice definitely and that's so cool it sounds like you're doing lots of exciting things yeah very slowly but building up (laughs) nice it feels like the hard work's finally paying off yeah, that's fantastic. And what would you say is your favourite aspect of what you do? Oh, I love them all, but I do, I really enjoy getting in the kitchen and creating recipes. It's, yeah, it's like, I can't believe I'm getting paid to to cook. Like, it's my dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I do love creating the content, writing blogs as well. Yeah. I did a piece for Body and Soul a few weeks ago, which was really exciting. Yeah. Um, it's just those, you know, those feelings of satisfaction that you get when you've you've achieved something. And for me, as long as I'm growing, um, I, I love any aspect of or any task that puts me that step ahead or a step closer to what I want to achieve long term. But yeah. you'd have to say the recipes probably takes the number one spot. But yeah. then helping clients is so um, rewarding as well but I think that can be a little bit more draining um Mm -hmm. from the from a mental perspective so yeah 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 amazing and to anyone who wants to start doing similar things to what you're doing what would your advice to them be oh I've got got lots of advice (laughs) um just be just you know persevere and be resilient don't be afraid to get knocked back I think one of the the best things I've done and it hasn't been easy but is to just put yourself out there and say yes to every opportunity yeah. there's so many things that I've done and I'm like oh I get so nervous why do I say yes to these things like I put myself in this stressful mindset and I get anxious and then they end up being the best things that you do and when you do them you feel so good and and they're always beneficial like nothing that you ever do is a waste of time yeah um, another thing is don't be afraid to do work for free. I know it's hard because we are, you know, we're worthy of, of being paid and we should know our worth as nutrition professionals. But a lot of the free work I've done has led to, um, you know, other roles, our own ambassadorships and things like that. Yeah. And it's great experience too. 
exactly yeah no opportunity is ever wasted yeah another thing is to just you know support one another as well I think at university they almost make you fear other dietitians and they're like you know everyone's in it for themselves if you've got to fight for the dogs and I don't know if you had a similar experience during your studies but and I don't know if this is also because it's like a female dominated industry, but it it can feel competitive, but Mm. my best supporters are other nutrition professionals. So, you know, don't be afraid to support each other and share each other's things on Instagram and just a simple message to say you're doing great um, is, yeah, is, is a really nice thing. So yeah. Yeah. I'm always happy. Like I get lots and lots of messages and emails from students asking for advice. I'm always happy to, have a chat with anyone if they want any personal advice about studies or where to go in their career. So yeah, I know it can be hard. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that because we've been there. It's so nice being able to help people go through what we've been through. Totally. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Oh, that's all brilliant advice. Yeah. Some really good nuggets of wisdom in there. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so at the moment, what would you say, and I know I, every time I ask this, I'm like, I know there's no typical day, but if you had to describe a typical day, <laughs> what would it be? Um, what are some of the roles that are involved? So if it was a busy work day, I would, the first thing I would do is, and I know you probably shouldn't do this, but I scroll on Instagram. I see what's, see what's happening, see what the sort of vibe is, what I want to post, what sort of content I want to put out that day. Yeah. I might spend you know, an hour or two on Canva, creating a graphic or um, even just flicking back through my archive and seeing if I've got any nice recipes or photos that I can use. So that, you know, by the time you end up putting all of that together, it ends up being an hour or two. I'll do my emails first thing um, as well, get those out of the way. And then if I do have a client booked in, I usually try and book them in the first half of the day so that if I um I spend a little bit of time after each client writing a plan like writing a personalized nutrition management plan as such so I like to be able to have the time to do that and then make sure that they receive that by the end of the day so that's really important to me um and then if I if I do have a recipe you know that can take sort of three hours so if I, I would usually set aside a separate day to do that um and then if my day if I've got a coja day yep. as such um that will usually be sort of writing the blog post mid-morning and then I will create the social media content for that so I do the Instagram post the story and the EDM header yeah as well and being a bit of a perfectionist that takes me a bit of time and I play around with different colorways and um, you know I send it to their marketing director and they'll send it back and tell me to change things and we'll go back and forth and it can be a two-week process sometimes just curating a blog and um, all the advertising and marketing to go with it yeah so sometimes I'll write two or three blogs in a day Um, yeah it just really depends what pops up other times Um, As I was saying to you before we jumped on, I had a Facebook Live last week talking about um, the gluten-free diet. So, you know, the day before I'll make sure I've prepped some answers to questions. And um, next week I'm doing a 
live question and answer with my Pilates studio. So um, everyone was sending questions. So yeah, just preparing for things like that that come up. And I mean, the beauty of the job that the beauty of the job is that it is so diverse and um, I guess you just have to be flexible and adapt and sometimes you have to change plans and move things around. And if I've said to a friend, let's meet for a coffee at, you know, 10, 8, not that you can meet for coffee at the moment, but (laughs) a walk or something. Um, But a client can only see me then, you know, you just have to change things around and that's okay. But yeah, what's, what keeps it interesting? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Never a shortage of things to do. Ever, never. (laughs) It's one of the exciting things about this industry. So many opportunities. Yeah. And I think if you're not working as such, you're always looking for things to do or you're reading up on, you know, new research or you're talking to other dietitians or nutritionists and um, yeah, there's always something to be, to be doing, but yeah, don't be afraid to take downtime. But I think that's important. Of course. Yeah. So important. We yeah. can't forget to look after ourselves while we're looking for after everybody else. <laughs> yeah, or from empty cups. So. Yeah, exactly. yeah, got to take care of our own health. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And so you mentioned in there about your Facebook Live, and earlier you had also mentioned the Koja filming. Do you want to talk a little bit about being on camera and any tips that you have for people or advice around Facebook Lives or anything like that? Yeah, it never gets easy, does it? I think. <laughs> being like behind the camera and taking the photos but I think it it comes with practice and I know that's so cliche and um it sounds yeah boring but I just practice speaking as well so to give you an example for my Koja filming yesterday we were talking about macronutrients so they wanted me to discuss you know carbohydrates proteins fats and the night before I was in the shower, like phrasing things, um, how I would say, you know, certain statements about fat. And I just, I talked to the wall or I talked to thin air <laughs> and um, my sister knocked on the door the other day. She's like, who are you talking to when I was in the shower? And I was like, oh, I'm just practicing my lines for tomorrow. And I think if you can just practice like articulating um, sentences and phrases, it gets easier and, you know, putting yourself out there and doing things like what we're doing now, speaking to other professionals. A really good tip that I actually learnt from um, Lindy Cohen, the nude nutritionist, you might be familiar with her. She said, every time someone asks you, you know, a nutrition question, whether it be at a party or at a family dinner, say it how you would say it on TV or um, to a client or if you were being interviewed so that you get Mm -hmm. used to phrasing things in like layman layman terms as such. So it's a really um, good tip. Yeah. Practice and yeah. And it can be awkward and no one's ever going to be perfect at it. I don't think so. We don't have to be. It's all part of it. (laughs) Mistakes and just roll with it. There's always, there's editing for (laughs) reasons. So true. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Um, So I want to ask you about, you mentioned earlier that you ran a workshop. What has your experience been running workshops? Is that something you did often before? Obviously now they have to be on hold. We can't really run in-person events right now, but yeah, yes. a little bit about that side of your business and is it something you will bring back once we are able to go back into that space? Yeah, definitely. So I think my love for public speaking or running workshops and events initiated um, through that initial job that I was talking to you about. So yeah. working with the hospital 
hospitals. We did a lot of like cardiac rehab groups or oncology, um, like nutrition groups. So we talked to patients about managing their symptoms and what they can eat to, you know, optimize their nutritional status and all sorts of things. So that's where my love for interacting with groups really came from. And then I did a little bit of work. I still do work with Luke Daly, who I think you've interviewed here on the podcast. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. So I'm one of his contract dietitians who um, some work for him. So we do cooking demonstrations and um, workshops for kids in schools, which is really fun. And I get a real um, like spring in my step after I've spoken to to audiences and groups. So yeah, yeah that's where it all sort of started. And then I thought, well, you know, I could um, try running one of these on my own and see how it goes. And with uh, mum and dad having the restaurant, they had a big function, they have a big function room upstairs. So they said, you know, you can use that, book it out. Um, we've got all the facilities, you know, we've got the projectors and the lights and the chairs and all the stuff that you need. So um, yeah, I just marketed it on Instagram and set up an Eventbrite account and it ended up being a sellout of, wow. I think I sold 60 or 70 tickets. So Incredible. yeah, and that's where I got some of um you know, the sponsors on board and yeah, um, yeah, that's sort of how that all came about. Yeah. Well done. That's incredible that you sold out your first workshop ever. So what would you say your vision is for what you're doing and where you want to go with Dietitian Edition and everything that you're doing? So essentially what I'm doing now, but on a bigger and broader scale, I'd love to get into the media side of things a little bit more and start writing some of those, you know, bigger publications and I don't know, maybe even make a TV appearance (laughs) one day. Um, But the work I'm doing at the moment, I love. And like, I I don't even really see it as work, which I I know is cliche, but um, you know, when I was working in the hospitals and working for someone else and consulting and I liked it, but I didn't, you know, I didn't look forward to it. Um, Yeah. It just sort of, it, you know, it was about going through the motions then and there. And, um, yeah, I guess my vision is to inspire not only people who are having trouble with, you know, their relationship with food or with healthy eating, um, nutrition, whatever it might be, but to also be um, like a mentor and a support for younger dietitians and nutritionists or students. Um, Cause I think that's really important too. And I don't think there's enough of that in the space at the moment. So yeah, yeah going forward, just working on building up my presence in the online space and yep. establishing myself and my brand. Um, So yeah, who knows what's around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. And you're on track to all of those things. And I look forward to seeing you on TV one day. I have no doubt you will absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, plenty. Yeah. Down the track sometime. (laughs) There's no hurry for all these things. That's one of the great things. This is our career now. Yeah. I think we're so caught up on having to just, you know, do the next best thing, but it all takes time and it's all part of the journey and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so yeah. what does success mean to you? That's always a tough question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for me, it just means enjoying what I'm doing. And I know we you know, spoke about this before, but just waking up and, and being excited to do work or go to work or whatever, whatever that is for you. 
for me it's yeah being in the kitchen and being creative and inspiring people doing what I love yeah um, it's not about you know the money for me because um, if I was relying on that you know I'd have a lot more <laughs> work to do um, but yeah yeah I guess um, yeah just you know being happy and, and growing as well so not yeah. being complacent or looking um, how I can better myself whether that be you know, jumping on this podcast with you or doing my Facebook live or saying yes to opportunities that freak me out as long as I'm doing something to help me, yeah, work towards my goals and my dreams, then that's success to me. Yeah. I love that definition. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what would you attribute your success to date to? It's probably cliche, isn't it? But like, you know, hard work and and passion um, and all of those good things. But I think, um, yeah, having a supportive environment as well, supportive, I surround myself with really supportive people, which um, makes my life easier whenever I'm doubting myself, jump on the the phone to my mum or my boyfriend, my sister, whoever, Um, that, yeah, is really, really important, I think. Um, yeah, being being passionate is so important. I get a lot of messages on Instagram from young girls or young boys wanting to work in the nutrition field and they say, oh, you know, it's such a saturated field. I'm worried that I won't get a job or I'm worried that, you know, the next Instagram influencer is going to have more of a say than I am. And I'm like, you're already that step behind by thinking that. Like you have to, it's not for the faint-hearted, this this industry, but I think just, you know, really, yeah, be passionate and want to be a voice in an industry that is full of, you know, bullshit. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just saying yes to every opportunity as well, I, I would yeah. say has um, put me in a position that I'm in. And even if it scares the hell out of me or I dread it or I'm sweating because I'm so nervous, it's um, it all, yeah, is for the best, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that links in really well with you always wanting to grow because by putting yourself in those situations and getting outside of your comfort zone, that's the best way to grow. So yeah, you're doing really well. (laughs) Those things you do that make you feel so nervous, they're the ones that you have the the best sort of feeling of satisfaction after and you you feel they're the ones that make you feel good. They're those real, real feel good moments. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so easy to sort of say no to those things and stay in your comfort zone, but they're always the most rewarding. I completely agree with that. All about stepping out of the comfort zone, which I've never really been that good at doing. Um, But I'm like, you know, if I want to get to where I want to be, I have to start taking that step outside. So I think, yeah, Yeah. really. Yeah, it's like all that stuff saying that you're never going to feel ready. It's like, exactly. (laughs) And something that I've really or that's really helped me is having something done is better than having it perfect and as a perfectionist I think a lot of us have those perfectionistic tendencies as you know nutritionists and dietitians and um, not everything's going to be perfect and that's okay better to get it in get it done do the work and then you know you can refine it later if you need to yeah absolutely and what would you say is something that has helped you get out of that sort of perfectionist way and get it done um you obviously end up with such a great quality of work at the end of it so you're still doing an amazing job there but is there anything to fellow perfectionists that you would suggest uh, to help them along and just get them 
doing the work that they should be doing? Yeah, that's a really tough one, isn't it? I think when you're working, say, for brands and you have to produce content and recipes, they have deadlines. So sometimes yeah. you don't have hours to spend on making a recipe look, you know, beautiful, like it's going to be on the cover of like Delicious Magazine or Gourmet Traveller. Like that's just not going to happen. Yeah. And I think just trusting yourself, you know, you are the expert. They've sought after you for your skills and um, your knowledge and your experience. So just having a little bit of faith and confidence in yourself. And even though we probably don't think it's perfect, I'm sure it is too. Yeah, definitely. So next up, I want to ask you a book question. If you could recommend one book for the listeners to read, what would it be and why? Would you hate it if I suggested three? I love books. There's never too many. (laughs) I love books. And I'm one of those people that I have to have the hard copy book. I've I've got to have the book there. Um, The first one would be um, Just Eat It by Laura Thomas. Have you you heard of it? Yeah, it's a really, um, really nice book about like intuitive and mindful eating. Yeah. And she's so relatable. She just writes and says it how it is. So um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that book. I don't know if I enjoyed it because I took it to Italy with me last year and, you know, read it on the beach <laughs> or oh, if I, I help. <laughs> <laughs> help. Yeah. It is um, really good from just a, like a practitioner point of view as well. She gives you some really good tips to use with your clients. So, yeah. and I think these days with the rise in social media and unqualified influencers giving advice, young people are struggling more and more with their relationship with food. So I think that whole mindful intuitive eating approach um, is a really important tool for us to have in our, in our toolbox. So yeah, that's a really good one. The other two that I'm loving was um, eat yourself healthy by Megan Rossi. She's Mm -hmm. a gut health doctor on Instagram, really, really good book about like food intolerances and um, gut health, how to optimize, you know, your gut microbiome. Really good ones and really well to use with clients. She breaks down like the science of prebiotics and probiotics, fermented foods, FODMAPs, all of that stuff really, really well. And then the other one I love is The Nude Nutritionist by Lindy Cohen. Yeah. She, yeah, I love her no like bullshit approach. And she's got some really nice recipes in there as well, using pantry staples, minimal ingredients. So that's a good one from a um, yeah, recipe cooking side of things too. Yeah, amazing. They all sound so good. Yeah, yeah, I recommend them all. They're really, really good ones and not too heavy either. Sometimes, you know, there's really science based books. You can sort of get a little bit lost in them. Yeah. So really lighthearted, relatable, but still really informative at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good type of book. Love them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we spoke a little bit before about how important it is looking after ourselves and not pouring from an empty cup because obviously we are yeah. in the business of helping other people. But what are some of the things that you do to look after yourself and make sure you are filling up that cup? Yeah. The first um, one that comes to my head would be playing with my puppy. You just saw her on, on camera. She came to say hello. So She's beautiful. a yeah, month old golden retriever. So just having cuddles with her and taking her for a walk is really good for my mental health. Yeah. Um, something that I've been doing lately is yeah, home Pilates workouts. Mm-hmm. So starting my morning with some sort of movement, it doesn't have to be anything strenuous or intense but doing something always makes me yeah just feel better I feel like I can concentrate more and I'm more productive so 
um, that's really important. Um, eating well, of course, you know, we're nutritionists and dietitians, of course, we're going to say that. Yeah, um, cooking and bed is like, you know, being in the kitchen mm-hmm. makes me feel good. Um, I love like at the end of the day when my partner comes home, we'll have a glass of wine together, talk about what we're going to cook and get in the kitchen. And that's like a really um, important activity for my soul. It's really nice. And just, yeah, just talking to family and friends and, um, you know, picking up the phone and talking to, yeah, your mum or your sister or whoever. um, That's always a really, yeah, I find that really important for me, my mental health and yeah. yeah, sometimes when you're home, I'm, I'm home alone at the moment, working from home. So it can get a little bit lonely and isolating. And um, sometimes it's nice to just talk to somebody about something that's not work or food related. That can be refreshing. Too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Things, yeah. 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 Oh, that's all brilliant ways to look after yourself. Yeah. I'm sure there's many more that, you know, are important too, but they're the ones that come to the top of my head. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. So before we do wrap up, is there anything that you wanted to cover that we haven't discussed so far today or any advice that you want to impart on the listeners? The only thing I wanted to mention was my ebook that you were a contributor. Oh, yes. For. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I did want to right. ask you about that. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, okay. I just thought oh, it's such a good resource. It's, um, yeah. you know, free for people to download. There's over a hundred recipes. So, um, yeah. and it's great for, you know, exposure for myself and for everyone who contributed. So yeah, for the love and it's available on my website, free downloads. So to anyone that's listening and want, yeah. And you guys want free recipes. Go for it. (laughs) Yeah. It's such an amazing resource and you did an incredible job putting that together. Now that we're actually speaking about that, what I had wanted to ask about was um, tell us a little bit about the behind the scenes of putting that together um, and what it involved. Yeah, so it was quite a timely process, but it was a really fun one yeah. as well. The first thing I did was I put up a question box on Instagram and, you know, this idea just came to me. I was like, let's do a recipe book. We're all in isolation. Mm-hmm. I love cooking. Everyone loves cooking. We love eating. Um, so how can I you know, support other dietitians and students and nutritionists in the field? Yeah. So I thought, let's do a collaborative cookbook or ebook. Um, pop the little question box up on my Instagram stories and said, you know, who would like to be involved. I didn't um, like approach anyone because I didn't want anyone to feel like, you know, they had to, I would have rathered everyone come to me, which they did. Um, So that was amazing. And I was overwhelmed with the amount of contributors and everyone was so generous with their time and their um, resources. So that was, yeah, really, really nice, especially in a time when it is bit doom and gloom and we're all a bit isolated so um yeah and then everyone sent me their recipe and a photo of their recipe if they wanted to through email so I then collated all of that on an um, excel document and I had everyone's names their recipe if they'd sent it to me um you know all of those fancy (laughs) fancy things color-coded everything so it was quite um there was quite a bit to it and then, you know, going back and forth with everybody who wanted to contribute a recipe or following up people who, you know, may not have sent it in time. Um, and then I popped it all together on Canva, which I spoke about before being my, you know, my ride or die. <laughs> and for quite a bit of time, I didn't work on it 
you know, for eight hours a day, I'd just, you know, set aside three hours or four hours, but I think it took a few weeks altogether. Um, but it was such a fun process and I really enjoyed learning a little bit about um, everyone who contributed. Everyone wrote a little, you know, spiel about themselves, as you know, and just um, getting some more recipe inspiration as well was so nice. And um, I don't know what you think, but there were some really cool recipes, really different recipes as well. Still nutritious, but um, quite easy to make. And yeah, they all, yeah, were amazing. So I'm looking forward to testing some more of them out. Now yeah, that we're back in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, so many incredible recipes in there. I completely agree. And yeah, yeah. Like it would have been a lot to manage having so many people contribute to it. But yeah, considering you yeah. were able to put it together in a couple of weeks, that was very impressive. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely didn't I didn't look at it as, you know, a burden or a task yeah. because I was so grateful for everybody that was willing to contribute a recipe. It was so nice to see everyone come together. So yeah. yeah loved doing it and I'd do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, it's a brilliant thing to do. Do you think there's any more ebooks on the horizon? I think I did see something about a resource for um, dietitians and nutrition students. Yeah, I definitely want to pop something together. I have started. I've got a few pages there, but it's something that I've had to put on the back burner yeah. just while I've had some other opportunities come up. But it's something I definitely um, want to look um, into yeah, spending a bit more time on. And as we were saying before, I think students need all the support and mentorship that they can get. And yeah. it is quite sad to see how many people don't feel supported um, leaving yeah. uni or coming out of university. So I'd love to be able to provide some sort of resource with recommendations and just some tips and tricks to, to guide them in the right direction and um, I want them to know that I'm always there if they've ever got questions. It's, you know, it's just an email or a Instagram message. It takes no time for me. So, yeah, yeah that's, hopefully oh, we'll see that coming. I'm not going to promise any dates, but <laughs> no, of course. hopefully this year sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be such a good resource. Um, yeah. yeah. I look so, forward to seeing that. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, and now, most importantly, where can people find you to follow along and to download the For the Love ebook? <laughs> yes, of course. So my Instagram handle is Dietitian Edition, and it's Edition, not Edition. Uh, so E D I T I O N. I get a few um, people trying to find me, and they've got the wrong edition in there, but that's okay. <laughs> and then my website is dietitian.com dietitianedition.com so you can download the ebook on there through the products and downloads tab and um, it's completely free all you have to do is pop in your name and I think your address and your phone number as well but I don't collate any of that information so yeah yeah, I'd love to if if anyone downloads it I'd love for them to let me know what they think and I'm so proud of it. It's like a little baby, <laughs> my, my little baby. <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful. You did so well. <laughs> and thank you for recipe. Yours was a halloumi and pumpkin salad, I think. Yeah, yeah. So many people have made that. Like lots of people have tagged me. Oh, amazing. Halloumi, crowd favourite. So you can't really Yeah, you <laughs> can't go wrong. Yeah, halloumi, <laughs> pumpkin. I think there's cauliflower and quinoa in there. It's like all my favourite oh, ingredients. Oh, they're like, like pomegranate. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All the yummy things. <laughs> 
yeah Yeah. amazing well thank you so much for being on today and sharing your experience and advice and it's been so much fun chatting to you um yeah i really appreciate it and i hope to have you on in the future as you continue to grow and evolve and yeah hopefully in person next time (laughs) definitely that would be nice thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure chatting to you and yes so nice to officially just virtually meet you as as well yeah so nice thank you I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I feel like I gained so much valuable insight and advice from it and I hope you agree. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review and tell me what you think. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else that this episode can benefit? I would be so grateful if you share it with them. That way, they too can benefit from all of the insight that we covered today. Your support means so much to me and together we can help even more people build a career and a life that they love. Thank you for being here. Until next time, keep making your dreams a reality.